keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. And we're going to fucking talk about it because it just happened. I forgot <laughs> to click turn- off the fucking metronome. No, it's supposed to be our secret. It was supposed to be a secret, but I saw the look on your face, and I was waiting for you to bust out laughing at me because we literally just talked about it. Oh. So... Very there you go, guest. guys. Wait, we have a very special guest. We do. We do. So we're going to totally deviate and never mention my metronome <laughs> faux again. pas ever again. Never again. So to this week for episode 20, right, we got April Justine from Designer Exotics. How are you doing tonight? Bam! Hey, guys. I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me tonight. We Hell are yeah. very glad to have you. I'm so, super excited. How's your day been going? Uh, pretty good. I just, you know, worked, and then I'm staying in a hotel for right now, so that's just what I'm doing, chilling in a hotel. Word. It's good stuff. Word, <laughs> word. But we're in the middle of baby season right now, right? Yes, yes. I'm actually, I have everything has hatched, and now it's time to get animals feeding. So seven of my 25 have eight. Sweet. So we're, we're getting there. <laughs> decent, decent start. Do you start yeah, with live or do you start with frozen? Too bad, right? Um, I start with frozen thawed, and then if I have stubborn feeders, then I'll switch to live and see if that'll get them going. But yeah. I, I try to, you know, get them on frozen thaw and almost kind of use a starvation, yep. you know, mode uh-huh. a little bit. And then yep. if that really, if I get borderline starting to get worried, then I'll switch over and, and see if, if they'll eat live. Yeah, I waited two and a half weeks on my first clutch this year to see if they would take frozen. And probably like maybe three quarters of them took frozen right off the bat. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, that's that so, little, that so little nice. extra time is... Yeah, a little bit of extra time. People get impatient, and they just want to rush it and get food into it so they can sell it. And it's like, eh, just let them sit. I'm not in any rush right now, so... That's I, exactly how I feel. Yeah, I was I just like, you know what, no big deal, I'll wait. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of that, too, is just like the, the overall notion that was always discussed. Is like oh, yeah. It sheds in seven days, and you basically feed, you know give it a day, and then you feed it. Can't do that you with know, yep. And it's like, nope. Not a good idea. I'll have a short tails and blood. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. No good. Yeah. No and good. I, I've waited before. I've actually waited eight weeks before, um, and and then got them eating because they absorb the yolk. And if I notice that their their, you know, their body is starting to, you know, if they're going to lose mass, then yes, I'll you know stress a little bit more about that but they actually can go a pretty long time without eating and be okay yeah. they hold that shit so. like crazy <laughs> they're just little <laughs> sausages yeah that is, that yeah is true. exactly <clears throat> that exactly. is 100% true so <laughs> april when you got into snakes was this like a lifelong passion for people who don't know you were you always into reptiles no, I wasn't actually. It probably started for me in middle school. And I really feel like an outlier because all you guys are like, yeah, I've been herping since I was young and catching all this stuff. And, and, and I was not that person at all. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I've, I've actually, I, I'm going to admit this to you guys, I've never been herping before ever. What? I know. Oh, I my know. God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Crazy? That is wild. But that is crazy. My yeah. first trip, though. I, I have a trip planned to go to Indonesia and Komodo Island this fall, and that'll Damn. be my first trip. So I might as well start it off with a bang, right? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> you got a better first herping story than mine. Oh man! <laughs> oh, so I'm super excited for that. As long as you know, COVID doesn't mess doesn't that up for it. me. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so if, I'm like fingers if, crossed for that. So if that happens, that means we can't have you on to talk about that. Yeah, we're feel very insane. that'll hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm so excited to see you know what the climate is for the snakes that I keep. I'm really excited. Even if I don't yeah. even see any of them, because we're really focusing more on venomous stuff oh, when we're nice. going out there. But mm-hmm. yeah, if I, if I can just feel the humidity and feel what the temperature is like in the morning and at night and just kind of get, you know, a good vibe of it, I think that honestly is priceless in itself. So I'm super stoked for that. Most yeah, for sure. For That's sure. sweet. But you know who else wasn't really crazy into reptiles when they were younger? And this is going to make you laugh because you know them. The people who are listening might not know him, but Dan McGanna was actually terrified of snakes. Oh, yes. That's, that's right. For a good portion of his life. And so I'm like, that's eh, right. you're not bad. You got into middle school. You're okay. At least you weren't afraid of them like Dan. <laughs> yeah, well, for that's me, it was true. more, um, I had like a, 
rebellious side to me and I didn't want to like be like the crowd. Yeah. So I was like, well, what's that thing that's going to make me not like the crowd? I'm like, oh, well, snakes are kind of cool. And that started it. And I started researching it and getting into it. And I, I started with corn snakes. I was like, oh my gosh, they come in all these different patterns and all these different colors. Mm -hmm. And apparently I have like an addictive personality because I just wanted one of everything. <laughs> yep, I know that feeling. <laughs> it seems to be a common thread between reptile people. I don't yeah. know. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. You know, that's it's a healthier addiction than other addictions. Way so more I mean, healthy. Right? It's okay. Very it's, true. It's, you know, it's all right. It's it's a hobby. It's not it's not a problem. It's my hobby. Yes. <laughs> we have Hobby Lobby. It's not addiction center. It's a hobby lobby. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that's where it all started. Um, when I was 15, I went behind my mother's back and I got my first corn snake, Damn. just a albino corn snake, and hid it under the desk of my bedroom until she found it, probably <laughs> three or six months later. Oh wow. And yeah, that snake went from friend's house to friend's house to friend's house until. I got into college and uh, oh, I wow. actually had that snake for the, the full ride of her 17 years of life until she passed a couple years ago. So, wow. you know, That's still wild. got her. I still had her that whole entire time, even after my mom was like, no way, Jose. So, See, I couldn't even get yeah. away with that long. You're like three or six months. My parents would have been like six hours later. They would have been like, where did the snake come from? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you, want, I, you want to know my, my snuck a snake in? story oh boy yes the only snake i ever snuck into my house because my mom let me keep snakes so that was that was no big deal but uh she was very against me keeping big constrictors mm. she was like boa is the biggest thing i want in the house mm -hmm. and i was like all right you know what yeah i i can't complain you're yep. letting me keep i was keeping i probably have 50 or 60 snakes at the time so <laughs> i was already i was already crushing Jeez. it you know yeah. i was already crushing it but uh a buddy of mine had reached out to me. He needed to rehome a berm. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend that was looking for a berm. Yep. So I was like, he lived a decent way away. So I was like, all right, I'll have to keep it if he can't keep it. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll go whatever. So I had to sneak in this berm. This big ass berm he's by the 16 feet long. Whoa. Oh, my god! Easily like over 100 pounds. I mean, it was massive. Damn. Right. And uh, I snuck it in at night, went to my, my friend's house to pick it up, called my buddy. I was like, hey, I got the snake. It needs to be out of here, like, no. ASAP. <laughs> like, you know, because my mom's going to freak in the morning. You know, like, as soon as she goes through my snake room, turns on lights, and is like, the fuck is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> the one thing I said, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's not a little bigger than the big boa in the room. It's twice the size of the biggest boa in the room. And, uh, yeah, then what made it worse was my buddy who was looking for a berm. I didn't know had already found a berm, so he didn't oh, want that berm. No. Oh, no. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. I'm stuck with this big-ass snake. So I had this monster 16-foot, 100-plus-pound berm for a while and Bruh. then eventually ended up rehoming it. But, yeah, that was the only Man. snake I ever snuck into my house. <laughs> mm, damn. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. No, I'll stick with the little corn snake story I have. Yeah. I, yeah, I think exactly. my mom would have like, I don't even know. Yeah. I would have blown a fuse if I would have pulled that one on her. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, at the end of it all, like I was keeping other large pythons before I moved out. She, she warmed up to yeah. the concept. But uh, there was a shock value. That was quite the interesting morning when, uh, when she found that snake in the room. Uh, uh, I, th I think this is the only like crazy idea that I've had that I followed through with. So my mom actually fully supports what I'm doing with all the snakes in the breeding. Mm -hmm. And my degree is in biology. And so my mom, oh my goodness, she was like, you're using your degree finally. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, that's so cool. That's cool though. Board. Now oh, she's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, now she's on board. That's that's cool though. That's See, cool. My dad is terrified of snakes. So when I was younger, like a kid, I wasn't allowed to have snakes until I started high school. And then once I got one, I like convinced him a couple months later to let me get two more. And then after I got those, I was like, "You never come to my room again. I'm getting whatever I want." So I just like started buying yes. things. Yes. I was just like, "I'll just get whatever. Yep. It's fine." You want you want to know the fun the funny thing now? So I got I went to college for music, um, but. It's funny because I was talking to one of my cousins a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was like, "Hey, remember, remember when Uncle Rick said that keeping snakes was never—it was never a good idea. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not a real 
business idea. You'll never be able to make a living off of it. And I'm guess like, what I'm doing. guess what, dude? <laughs> Shit is saving my ass right now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. <laughs> but so it's crazy. You went from I'm gonna sneak a, a corn snake in, but I've never gone field herping to. Komodo freaking island? Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things like, like you only live once. You really do. And so time is gonna pass. And yeah, it's an expensive trip, but I'm not gonna regret it. No. Nope. I've always been telling myself I wanted to travel, wanted to travel. I'm like, you know what? Traveling to go look for snakes is the most perfect thing ever. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do it. And so I just booked the trip and. Now I'm committed. I'm doing it. Hell yeah. Wait, what's your goal species where you're out there? Because you're hitting Komodo and what other islands? Um, you know, I'm not 100% sure in Indonesia exactly where we're going. Okay. Um, I know we're looking for cobras and retics. I know that is going to be a thing. Oh. Um, for me specifically, I honestly don't have a species that I just absolutely would die if I saw because honestly, I'm just kind of excited for the whole thing and absorb every single experience that i have with it hell yeah you should ask them when you get to komodo if they can find you some insularis because the ones out there are wild looking so true they're really oh yeah oh yeah they're such a pretty viper (sighs) i'm just so excited (laughs) i love i love that though like you know first herping trip you only live once go for it i'm like that's what i said when i was like eight years old and it's like you want to go to the creek and catch frogs hey you only live once let's <laughs> yeah, just let's do, do it, it. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> getting destroyed uh, over here see, where i'm at where i grew up i was lucky because there's not really venomous snakes there so like my parents were like ah go find whatever you want because there's no risk really of me finding anything that was really going to hurt me mm-hmm. it's like garter snakes yeah. ribbon snakes milk snakes water snakes ringneck snakes brown snakes and that's pretty much pretty it pretty much it yeah um uh, but like thinking about I'm thinking about, like, field herping in a place like Komodo. I'd be so tempted to just grab everything I see, and I'm like, you can't do that here. You no, can't you do cannot that. do that. You yeah. will get yourself in massive trouble to yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, when, when I went down to the Caribbean to Dominica, where my dad's from, even then I was like, okay, they say that there are no venomous snakes on this island, but are there really no venomous snakes on this island? Oh, because all the surrounding islands have venomous snakes. Uh, so I'm just like... Like, what if one just happened to swim across the way? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so when exactly. I'm sitting there, when I found some snakes, I was like, maybe I shouldn't grab it. I don't want to grab it. Maybe I shouldn't grab it. That's <laughs> so oh, funny. And I'm just, oh, I'm so concerned about, like, stressing out an animal, too, that even if I, like, see one while hiking or something, I'm just, I just leave it, just let it be, just say, hey, little man, and then keep walking, you know? Oh, no, I'd be so tempted. <laughs> to grab a hold of something i'd be like i can't i need to experience this thing fully right now i need to get my money's worth damn it oh boy (laughs) so basically what i'm hearing from you rob is you need a chaperone whenever you're in a crazy exotic field herping and and i need to be able to bring my snake hook wherever i go that's easy dude you just get one of those little zoom ed collapsible telescoping snake hooks so as soon as i put yep. it underneath something it snaps in half. yes exactly <laughs> or you get bitten by whatever the snake is or i is. get bit by it yeah, yeah. i yeah. use it for a blood python and just like yeah <laughs> break her instantly Ooh. like i remember the days when i had one of those hooks <laughs> yeah no no product reviews they were great for baby amazon tree boas that don't weigh anything <laughs> <laughs> That's what I use even, them for. Even the heavy-duty one that I have now for my bloods doesn't, you know. Oh, no. It, it doesn't work. You, yeah. you got to – there's no point. Just yeah, you get need, bit and just go in it. <laughs> yeah, you need one of those uh, the uh, Midwest tongs, like the, the python hook that's the, like 60 inches long that's literally like three inches in diameter for the hook. You're like, okay. It's oh, like a of a saltwater fish, like deep-sea fishing pole. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. But for a snake hook. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so you have to be like on steroids in order to like hold the snakes with the snake hook like yep. that. Yeah, yep. exactly. I've exactly. been working out. I've been going to the gym every morning just so I could lift that snake hook. Not yeah, any exactly. other reason. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just had an amazing video idea. What? For a nerd. We need to have Dustin using that snake hook <laughs> on like some random some random thing. Blood just, on. Yeah, but like so super, super like jacked up guy oh my with the God. monster snake hook. <laughs> It's like oh, I got this snake, and it's like a three-foot blood python. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it would be funny to have him do cupcake, the big ivory retic, the bit Gianni. That oh one. boy, 
Oh boy, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, later. we'll have to, we'll have to work, workshop it a little. Just, just workshop it a little. That's all. So, April, what really drew you to Bloods and Short Tales? What really like made you fall in love with them? You know what? Um, I stumbled across my first Blood Python in a trade. I all actually right. wanted the Brazilian Rainbow Boa, and the Blood Python came with it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right, that's cool. That's a cool snake." You know, what started the research and then I got on VPI's website and I saw the magpie and honestly Oof. seeing that picture back yeah. what six seven years ago That'll I was melt just, you. <laughs> yeah I was done I'm like and then here I am this total noob I go in there I'm like so how much are these things I'm sure I got laughed at like so massively <laughs> hard yeah. you know, I'm like hmm how do I do this and people are like oh girl you, you need to just yeah, go sit down you need to do some, <laughs> some research they're like they're 10 grand you're like oh shit yeah yeah Oof. exactly I'm like well if yeah. I put this credit card together and this credit card yes, no, yes. <laughs> had that I, that thought process say, before yes. <laughs> I, I have done the not smart thing and i took out a loan before to pay for snakes i have done that i do not suggest doing that but i (laughs) have been there so (laughs) but yeah but that's what really um started you know it triggered my researching and then um and then i found my favorite snake that i have in my collection and that's jack the ripper he's my t negative just plain old t negative and i absolutely love him and he is my first i guess real exposure to the blood python personality where he was super hissy and i didn't really trust him because i didn't understand what that meant in blood pythons Mm -hmm. so for those of you that don't keep them they're very talkative snakes and sometimes they just hiss at you and it's not because they're gonna bite you or anything they're just kind of talking and expressing themselves Yes. So I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was actually kind of afraid of him at first. And then through working with him, there's just once they trust you, it's like that doesn't really get broken. And so to to get a blood python's trust to me is one of the most gratifying things that I could do. And, And that really is what just absolutely made me fall in love with that species. And the fact that they're chubby and I'm chubby and they're sassy and I'm sassy. Like, we have some things in common, so. Yes, I'm all for it. <laughs> so so oh I, just, I just absolutely love them. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I've got one of my, my, uh, my banca locality male. He's like, surprisingly for all of the bankas that came in with that mm-hmm. that shipment, he's not bad. Yeah. But talk about talkative it's literally like (laughs) open the drawer he looks at you as soon as you like put an arm over it and you're like don't worry bud don't worry i'm just here to change the water not gonna kill you dude that's it that's all i want to do but dude once you get him out he's fine yeah he's chill he's whatever but yeah there was there was a moment especially knowing how the other ones came in in that shipment where i was like oh yeah do i want to trust this It's, it's just funny to see, like, how different people handle them because you can tell – whenever I hand someone a blood or a short tail, I can tell instantly whether or not they've handled one before mm-hmm. because if they yep. have, they put their hands underneath and they, like, support its whole body. And if they haven't, they flip it on its back like a ball python and they immediately get pissed on or bit. And they're like, why is this thing so angry? And I'm like, don't hold it like that, you yeah, knucklehead. Exactly. I always tell people to hold it like a baby. Like, you're cradling it like a baby. Exactly. Have that support like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, exactly. But I could I could see I how mean, people would get scared going from like a ball python that like it might go but like that's it or like a corn yeah. snake that doesn't really make noise that much. Yeah. Going from that to a blood python where it's like and it's not angry, yeah. it's just being like, Hey, watch it when you're picking me up so quick there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's just so neat too how their their eyes really tell a story if, oh. if you really watch their eyes and mm-hmm. even their tongue flicks and everything like it is an animal that if you study them and really understand what their different you know signals mean then you can be one with the snake you know but yeah. if you don't take that time then yeah you might have some trouble with them and they're really strong and they're powerful and you'll they, they pack a punch you're gonna bruise you know so one of my one of my short tails mm. uh, my super stripe mm. like got me good one one day and i mean she was still maybe like 30 inches so not nowhere near as large as she is now but uh the whole experience was hilarious because uh i was i I was working as a music teacher at the time and i was working in the outreach department so we were bouncing from school to school to school during the day and uh, one of our classes had gotten canceled 
So one of my coworkers who I became really good friends with was like, dude, can I come see your snake room? Like, we've got all this extra time. Like, I would really love to come check it out. And he's not a, a reptile person. guy, like, at all. But I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. You know, come on. Let's go do it. And um, so I I love this this short tail. So I, like, open it up. And she gives me the look, you know, what are you doing? Mm, yeah. Why are you here? And, uh, <laughs> I, and she had never bitten me, struck at me. She had always been, like, super sweet. And she was just ready and spooked so she launches out and and hits me and (laughs) my friend who's never been around reptiles is like like freaking out and my snake room was like jam-packed like all the walls were like full of caging floor to ceiling so he like bumps into a stack of cages like "Ah, ah, ah," bumps into another stack "Ah, ah," it's like it's like like curled up by the door meanwhile i'm like you know it's blood dripping everywhere i get the snake up put it back in the enclosure whatever he is pale white (laughs) and he's looking at me like uh uh uh, are you okay and i was like i'm more concerned about you yeah are you honestly like you look like you saw a whole slew of ghosts and uh, and they scared the shit out of you Mm. and uh he's like like, he's like i'm okay with the snake room i'm 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 done good with the snake room He's like, like, I don't know how you're not exactly freaking how out. not to introduce someone, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, this wasn't supposed to happen. You're my sweetest right. one. <laughs> Dude, oh, that, that reminds me of the time that I got that Boland's bite when I was up in Maine working with oh, Jason. Oh, yes. Uh, so I was working at a reptile shop owned by Jason Chapman, and uh, next door was a tattoo shop. It was in a connected building. So, like, whenever people were getting done getting tattooed, some people were, like, curious, so they'd come over into the reptile store part, and Jason was like, oh, this guy's had, like, a snake before, so, like, show him around. So I'm showing him some ball pythons and some short tails and some boas and stuff. And he's like, so what's, like, the rarest snake you got in here? I was like, probably the Bolin's pythons, because, like, hardly anyone works with those things. And so they're in these, like, big, wide boa tubs, uh, vision boa tubs. And so I, like, crack it open just, like, maybe an inch just to look inside. And its tail is at the front, and it's curled all the way to the back, which usually when they're sitting like that, they were sitting behind the hide box or in the hide box. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's not sitting right at the front. I'm cool to open it. So the guy's talking to me. I pull the tub open, and I'm not really paying attention, but the Bolins was sitting on top of the hide instead of in the hide, and it saw my forearm and was like, heat signature, whoop, and flew out and just, like, railed, like right across my Oof. the middle of my forearm and immediately Man. starts constricting my arm. And this guy has had one snake before, and he's like, holy shit, oh, my God. He's, like, backing <laughs> up trying to leave, and I was like, it's okay. And he's like, no, it's not. It's got you by your arm. And he's like, should I call 911? I was like, put your fucking phone away. Don't you dare call 911 right now i was like it's not on my on my neck it's wrapped on my arm and literally it just had bit me wrapped and it went up my, towards my shoulder i like pushed its tail in down so it didn't go up towards my neck and it wrapped its tail all the way down my wrist so it had my arm wrapped from my wrist all the way up to my shoulder it's like a seven and a half foot long bolens and it's sitting there and after like 20 seconds it was like oh shit this isn't food and like immediately let go and was like oh whoops that oh, was good. an accident <laughs> and so i like held it for a second put it back in there and he like ran out of the room and went up to the front so he goes into the tattoo shop and is like rob just got bit by his giant snake blah 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 so i'm in the back room i'm like just washing it with soap and water and i yeah. put a paper towel on it and i like, go up to the front and they all come over and they're like let me see let me see you got bit by the freaking bullets by the and i pull the paper towel off and since i didn't like pull it or anything there was barely any marks left there and it, i just like applied pressure so it barely was even bleeding but i mean it had got a decent part of my forearm in its mouth but like 10 minutes later you could barely tell that i got bit and this yeah. guy was like lost it he was so freaked out i was like dude it's okay why are you freaking out i'm the one get that's getting bit right now (laughs) that's like the question i get the most when people realize like the extent of the collection of snakes that i have and by i don't have a huge collection by any means i have like 45 keepers yeah but to you know an everyday person that is like crap ton of snakes the first question is always like well do they bite i'm like Yeah, well, like your dog, you know, it has a mouth, and yes, it can bite. It can bite, bite, and and some dogs are mean and are more likely to bite, and some are really nice and less likely to bite. And they're like, oh, okay, I get that. I'm like, but with how many I have, I'm definitely going to get bit at some point. You know, you just, you can't, I I get bit probably once every three months these days, 
and that's with me being you know careful yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it, it, and it just it happens you know it's just kind of part of the keeping experience really so yeah. it's an occupational hazard there we go yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> get those big words out man yeah <laughs> that's how you have to that's how you have to you know wrap it up and put it in the in the gift you know in the gift wrap and Make the little pleasurable tie. yeah just so you know you can satisfy uh, all of your politicians and, and whoever else <laughs> right there you go <laughs> Uh, See, I, I really don't get bit all that often. I mean, I got bit by a water monitor a few weeks ago because I was breaking up a fight between two water monitors. So, like, that was extenuating circumstances. But besides that, I can't think of, like, the, the most recent thing that bit me. Like, maybe one of my baby Borneos. The, the baby Borneos that I hatched out this year, when they came out of the egg, super chill. All cool. <laughs> everything's fine. And Mine I, were not. <laughs> I started feeding them. And, like, after the second meal, some of them are just like, don't touch me. Do not touch me. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? You were fine when you came out of the egg. And they're like, don't touch me. I got one of the granite, the garbles, the, the granite marbles, that literally he is, like, a, just a jerk. I don't know what the hell his problem is. He'll strike me through the tub. And I'm like, what's your problem? I don't understand. Nobody else is like that. There's a couple that, like, when you go in there and pick them up, they'll start, like, giving you the huffy puffy shit but like yeah. this one strikes at the tub and like is not having it. it yeah i don't know what almost all is. yeah almost all of my golden eyes that i hatched this year um which is a whole four of them but still <laughs> they they are complete assholes yeah. but what's interesting is the visual t negatives of that clutch and the visual t negatives that i had from my last clutch are really chill yeah but the ones that are only het or just a normal and don't have the albino at all are assholes and i don't mm -hmm. understand why that, but i'm that, okay with it <laughs> yeah that works yeah. in mine too i have a female het teen egg and she's a nutcase and i got her as a baby and i was like ah oh, when she hits you know a year and a half old she'll she'll chill out she does she has she not chilled it. out yeah she is like still i pick her up and she immediately goes rigid starts flapping her body all over the place i'm like oh man you're okay. I've never hurt you. What are you doing? Yep. Doesn't care. Yeah. Yep. But my tea bag <laughs> that I just got, um, the that thing is super chill. That thing does not care at all. Like I pick yeah. her right up, and she's just like, "What's up? How's it going? It's chill. We're cool. We're cool. Everything's That's cool." That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The, the last Brongers, my clutch that I did, though, those babies were nutty for the first year. And then now the one that I kept is starting to chill out. But, the well, man, when those things came out, they were psychos. Oof. I don't know what it was. I think it's because we incubated them in the nerd incubator, and they just incubate hot, like 87, 88, and that's just too hot. It's just too Maybe. Hot, yeah. I don't know. That'd be an interesting little study to do if you want a bunch of little assholes running around. No, I don't. I really, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> like, oh I don't even want to even like go in that direction. It's yeah. a possibility that that's the case. <laughs> And you're like, look, so I did this experiment. Now, of course, and of course, the female that you would, would breed for that project would lay the largest clutch oh, yeah. of eggs oh, possible. Yeah, of yeah, so you're like, I did this experiment. Now I have like 20 super pissed off blood pythons. I can't sell them. I'm stuck with them all. <laughs> and you know, what's funny about saying that, that you're stuck with all the mean ones is I will sell my, my nice temperament ones first. Mm -hmm. You know, even if they're, even most of uh, like generally the ones that I've hatched in the past couple years look about the same. Yeah. And then, you know, they get a couple sheds down. You're like, man, I should have kept you. But, <laughs> but generally, you know, they're, they're about looking the same. So I'll push the ones that are nicer and keep the ones that are more dickheadish. Yeah. So when people come like, friends come to see my collection they they're like the man you you don't really have nice snakes like they're all like they're kind of mean you know and terrell makes fun of me and he's like well maybe it's just you april maybe you do something to him i'm like yeah. i mean maybe but i let other people have the nice ones so. uh, you see that's why i got some corn snakes this year because i was literally thinking about my collection and i was like okay i've got scrub pythons that i can't just hand to people i've got right. bloods and short tails most of my short tails are pretty good and then the, the newest stuff that I've got is not, and, and they just haven't been. But most of my, like, bigger stuff and most of the stuff that I raise is usually really laid back. But I usually don't just, like, hand them off to people unless they've held bloods or short tails before. And I was like, mm -hmm. I really don't have many things that I can just, like, hand to someone and let them hold. And I was like, maybe I should get something like that. <laughs> so I got some corn yeah. snakes. I was just like, I like the look of Okatee corn snakes. They look pretty. I'll get a couple of those. <laughs> And that's a hundred percent what I have too. I have like four or five corn snakes, and I'm like, here, you want to hold one? And I just grab a corn snake. Yep, <laughs> you yep. can look at the big 
ones, but you can hold the corn thing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That yeah. was my, my train of thought on that one. And I was like, if I ever do just want to have something that I can just sell to someone as a first pet, because I like, I get that some people like follow me and they don't really into bloods or short tails, but they like would like to get a snake. I can just sell them a corn snake because corn snakes are interesting, mm -hmm. very easy going. They're not going to get bit up to hell and they don't get giant or anything like that. Yeah. So. And they're super forgiving if your husbandry is not the best. You oh, yeah. can put them in a glass tank, and they will be okay. They that's that's awesome. honestly why I push corn snakes on people so much if they want a snake, because I know most likely they're going to put them in some glass cage, yep. hopefully with a screen that locks, because you know those little oh, suckers will get, get out if oh, they yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> I have one running loose in my house, actually, because it pushed out Ooh. of the tub. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't high enough up, so I'm like, okay. I And maybe it'll show up, maybe it won't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep, that's, but, how, that's know, how it goes. The, the corn snakes, they're just, they're so good. I, I will always have a corn snake. I know that for sure. That was my first love that got me into the hobby. I will always, always have one. Yeah, I had... I had a little, like, striped ghost corn, like, years ago when I was still living with my folks. That thing got out and still don't know what happened to it. Oh, boy. It's, like, <laughs> couldn't find it. I mean, like, literally tore my reptile room apart because I, like, loved that snake. Mm -hmm. And it, it got out. And uh, all because the lid, I had, it had one of those sliding lids. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, it didn't get clicked oh. all the way. And, to the uh, back. Yep. Oh. So it found the little, of course, the one little space mm -hmm. that existed there and got out. And I was like, what the hell? Yep. Never found it. Oh, never, man. Never found it. So somewhere either in my folks' house, uh, there could be a very large, very <laughs> wonderful looking corn snake. Uh, or one of my neighbors found it. <laughs> my first snake actually got loose because of that same thing. Um, you know, didn't close it and latch it all the way. Yeah. And we found her six months later because our neighbors were yelling because they found a snake in their garage, but it was really pretty. So they don't think that it was a wild snake. And my mom heard it cause she was gardening in the side of the yard, went over and there was my snake. Oh so, man. I, <laughs> and that was literally a good six months later and she still looks pretty fat. So she found something. Yeah, that's awesome. They, they can be survivors. Very resourceful. I, uh, I remember having a big, I had a big snow corn that, um, got out of a bin. It was in a soak in mm -hmm. and, uh, couldn't find it. It was for maybe like a week. Yeah. And my mom's the one that found it. Oh boy. And, uh, she only found it because she was getting ready to cook dinner mm -hmm. and you know, the drawer under the stove, oh. she had like some pots and stuff under there. So she like removed this pot lid and bink, it was right there. Under the <laughs> she was like, Jeremy, come get your fucking snake. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Oh man. See, yeah. my dad would have murdered me if my snakes got out. I'm pretty sure that's why I ended Oof. up with a ball python and not a king snake. Cause I was, I really wanted like a black and white cow king when I was mm -hmm. younger. But every pet store that I talked to and every person I talked to is like, it'll get out. It's going to get out. And my dad was like, yeah, no, yeah, not no anything way, yeah. that's going to get out. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how that went. And so I was just like, okay, I guess I'll get a ball python instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I can't remember. My, my folks were like, luckily, very into it. Yeah. After, after I had a few things and like they, they got to get used to it. Uh, so whenever, which was not very often, but whenever I would lose a snake, uh, my mom would basically just like vacate because she knew I was going to tear the house apart mm -hmm. and was like, didn't want to watch me destroy the house. Uh, <laughs> and my dad would be wherever I was, he would be like right next to me with a bright ass flashlight <laughs> helping me try to look. So it was always a family effort to uh, find whatever snake got that's loose. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, awesome. See, the one thing that I did have get out was one of my tarantulas. Uh, yeah, that's when my mom would have killed me. <laughs> Wait, which tarantula though? What was it? An old world one? Because no, then I would when, be like sweating bullets. Nah, when I was a kid, we just had like pink toes and Mexican red knees and Got stuff. It. So it was a pink toe tarantula. Oh, no, it was a, a Mexican red knee tarantula. And uh, we had cats growing up too. And the cat knocked the enclosure off of the table Oof. that it was on. So when I came oh home goodness. from school. The, tape, the enclosure shattered on the floor. There's substrate everywhere. And I was like, oh, shit, the cat at the, ate the, the spider. That's great. Awesome. I, Where's the cat? Now i got to find the cat, make sure the cat's okay. So I find the cat. It doesn't look like its mouth is swollen. It doesn't look like it has eaten a spider. So I'm like, okay, now i got to find the spider. So I'm you know, looking around the house. My mom gets home from work. She's like, what you doing? And I'm like, 
Cat knocked the spider enclosure over, so me and my mom are sitting there looking. And my dad does not really like exotic animals at all, so he was <laughs> like, look. If it's in my lunchbox, I'm going to squish it. It's not like you better make sure that like it's not in my stuff. Make sure it's not in my stuff. So we're going through and we're like tearing apart the house, pulling out the couches from the wall, going through everything, pulling every book off the bookshelf. Like literally we tore the house apart. And so I had to go to sleep because I was a kid. And so at like nine o'clock, so the house is dark. I was like, go to sleep. I'll keep looking because my mom's a night owl. So She's looking around, looking around, and it's like probably 1 a.m. in the morning. And she's like, okay, I haven't found the spider. I'm going to have to go to sleep. She's like, but you know what? Let me check his lunchbox so that if it if it's in there, I'll get it out. Oh, no. And so she, like, opens it up, but it's dark in the house because, like, it's nighttime. So she pulls it into the hallway to, to look into it. And as she shines the light into it, it was right behind his lunchbox on the floor. And we were, oh, she was, my goodness. <laughs> I was, like, this close. We were this close to having my dad squish our family pet. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, that was just luck right there. Yeah, yeah seriously. Luck seriously. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> I was very Man. relieved to have that spider back, though. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> nope. Nope. If I ever, ever, my mom is an arachnophobe. Uh, so she's just not not into it. If I ever said, hey, mom, so, you know, I brought this tarantula home because I thought oh, it was no. cool. And uh, funny story. It, it got out. So um, and before I could even finish that sentence, I'd either uh, get an immediate rush of her to my face screaming at me <laughs> or she'd have run to her room to pack a bag of clothes and leave <laughs> until I found the spider. Oh my God. So yeah, that was a solid. No, that's in my how my house. dad feels about snakes. Uh, no, I, I, used, I had a, a lot. I had a lot of tarantulas at one point and then I had to move really quick and it's hard enough when you're renting um, in Southern California, which is already expensive enough, mm -hmm. yeah. um, to try to find some landlord that's going to be accepting of at the time, maybe 20 or 30 snakes. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and then I had 15 tarantulas on top of it. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to have to, one or the tarantulas other. are going to have to go <laughs> because it's one thing to be accepting of the snakes, but then tarantulas on top of it, I'm just pushing it. So, yeah, yeah. But now that was like four or five years ago, and now I have the itch again, and I'm like, I just want a pink toe. That's all yes. I want. Yes. You know, yes. I love them. They're so cute. They're awesome. <laughs> they are pretty sweet. I I don't know if I can get away with that though. The guy yeah. I'm dating is like, I'm I'm okay with the snakes. They're <laughs> they're fine. I'll get used to that. He's like, but I don't like spiders. I'm like, okay, mm. all right. Mm. But I might do it anyway. I don't know. I'll ask <laughs> yeah. for forgiveness later. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. Forgiveness is, is easier, easier to get than yeah. 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 <laughs> Oof. Oof. Unless you're my mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then then it's don't do it unless you already have another place to live. <laughs> Oh. oh boy! <laughs> but dude, that that tarantula that got out, I used that to my advantage. I did, yeah, because my mom is a practical joker, so she loves uh. to play practical jokes on people. But that tarantula that got out was Mexican red knee, so it looks like those like plastic tarantulas that you get around yep. Halloween time. Oh. So that next April Fool's Day, uh. I got I bought one of those tarantulas at Halloween that looks like the Mexican red knee. And I took some substrate from the enclosure and I put it at the top of the stairs and I put the lid of the enclosure at the top of the stairs. And our hallway is like perpendicular to the stairs. So when you're in the hallway, no one can see you from the mm -hmm. stairwell. So my mom's downstairs and I'm like, hey mom, can you come upstairs real quick? And I had tied a piece of fishing line to the plastic spider's leg. So like I can hear her coming up the stairs and when she hits the landing and turns around to come up the last part of the stairs, I start wiggling it like it's running across the, the top of the stairs. And she's like, Robert, the tarantula got out. She's diving <laughs> up the stairs trying to catch it. And I'm sitting there just like laughing my ass. I was like, ha ha, April Fool's, I got you. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> she took it in stride. It, she took it in stride. She thought it was really funny. I'm thinking that's about That's amazing the... that she went for it to try to grab it. <laughs> my mom. else would be like the opposite. <laughs> She kept tarantulas before I was born. So before I was even around, she had pet spiders. So, like, it wasn't me that egged her on to get them. She had them before I was even there. Yeah. So she That's really, awesome. like, helped me get into it by showing me the tarantulas when I was a baby. Uh, so, like, she was not afraid of any of that stuff. She was, like, she's a champion. I'm, I'm over here, like, 
envisioning anything like that again in my house and i'm like you would have seen me on a thousand ways to die and it would have been his mom killed him because he pranked her with a bug that's that's what would have happened and uh, I wouldn't be here right now. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> All because Rob told me this cool practical joke idea, and I tried it, and now I'm dead. Oh, I, <laughs> I blame everybody involved. <laughs> I, I did almost the same exact thing to one of my friend's moms who's, like, terrified of spiders. Ooh. I, like, brought over a box, and I told her that I had one of the tarantulas in there, uh. and it was one of the plastic ones. Uh. So I, like... Opened it and like kind of tripped and had it fall out on the floor. She lost her shit. She was she oh wouldn't my gosh. <laughs> she wouldn't let me come over the house for like a month. She was like, nope, not Rob. That's uh, it. She's known me since I was two years old, so uh, she's known me my whole life. She was so mad, man. Oh, that was great. Oh, that man. was great. <laughs> I feel like Tinley. If Tinley happens, I need to bring out some spider pranks. It's gotta happen. Ooh. At I hope Tinley happens, man. <laughs> Me too. I've yeah, been stressing seriously. out about it. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> but I feel like at Bananas, I need to get a spider on a string and scare some people. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I have it go across oh. the bar. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> you gotta wait, though. You gotta wait until, like... Everybody's drunk. You gotta yeah, come exactly. in at, like, like 11.30, 1 o'clock, yep. and then just, like, wiggle it across the bar, like, right next to somebody's drink. Yeah. That would be oh. some shit. Oh, oh my goodness. I can already see that headline. Bar fight at bananas. <laughs> Reptile keepers lose their shit over a spider. Fake spider. Uh, oh, oh, God. Oh, man. That's 12 awesome. 12 arrested. <laughs> no social Brian distancing. Brian Potter doesn't know what to say. <laughs> oh, oh, note man. to self. If I'm at bananas... And there's a spider. Just chill the fuck just out. Chill, just chill. Just <laughs> chill. Yeah. It's oh. meant to be there. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. It would be a good story. It Dude, oh, my God. Story. Wait. April, have I told you about my, my first Tinley story my that involves no. spiders and fake spiders? No. Okay. So I'm going to just fill everybody in real quick because this is oh, a boy. really good story. Sorry. It's a little bit of a long one, but this is a really good story. Okay. So at Like My Mom, I love to play practical jokes. But the first time that I went to Tinley, um, I went with one of my exes, and we had s- scheduled to be in Chicago from Thursday to Wednesday, which is too much amount of time to be in that area. <laughs> and the hotel that we booked was like kind of far away from the venue, but it was right in the same parking lot as a Chucky, e, uh, not in the same parking lot, but like the next parking lot over, there was a Chuck E. Cheese. And so... In the middle of the day on Monday, we were like, okay, all the kids are in school. Nobody's probably there. I wonder if Chuck E. Cheese is open. So we go to Chuck E. Cheese, and it is open, and there's no one there. And the dude who's working behind the counter, we're like, hey, look, we're not weirdos. We just want to play video games. Is it cool? Like, we'll pay you whatever. Like, we just want to hang out and play video games. And the guy's like, okay, if there's any kids in here, leave them alone. I was like, okay, you don't got to tell me twice. I'm fine with that. That's cool. And so at the end of the day, we had won, like, a bunch of tickets, and we go over to do the, you know, the prize stuff, and we just got, like, a bunch of candy, and then I saw that there was, like, one big-ass fake spider there that looked like, kind of like a wolf spider, and it was, Oof. like, maybe, like, three inches across, and I was like, I want that, and I, so, like, didn't even think about it, brought it back to the hotel, everything's cool. On Wednesday, we're packing up to leave, and I completely forgot that I had that, and as I'm packing my stuff, I found it in the room, and I was like, oh, man, I gotta mess with somebody with this. So, like... I, I took it and I like kind of made the bed, but uh, put it on the pillow with half the blanket covering it so half the legs are sticking out. Uh. And then I left a note with the tip for the um, the maid service, and I wrote, you know, thank you for taking care of our room. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, but watch out, there's a really big spider in the room, and I couldn't catch it. And oh so I, I left the tip right on top of that. So like first thing she does, she's gonna go in there, see the money, grab the money, read the thing. And so I was like, oh, I'm just thinking about it. I was like giggling to myself. I was like, that's a funny, that's a funny story. And uh, so I called the cab to take us to, to the airport and we go out to the lobby and we're sitting down in the lobby and an hour goes by and the cab hasn't come. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on right now? So I'm like a little annoyed, but I wait another half hour, still no cab. And so I call the company. They're like, whoa, blah, excuses. And so they're like, someone's coming now. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and I was like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, like, we saw the maid go down the hallway? And just then, the maid comes across the lobby, wheels her cart, and goes into the hallway that our room was in. And I was like, oh, man, I really wish I could be here when this happens. But our room was the last (laughs) room on the left-hand side. So I was like, there's no way she's going to get to that room while we're still here. So another half hour goes by, 
and the cab still hasn't come yet. And then all of a sudden, boom, the door to the hallway slams open. And this woman comes running, like full oh speed running God. across the lobby uh. with the note in her hand, screaming at the front desk, I'm not going back in that fucking room. You can't, they don't pay me enough to do this. I'm not going back. And the guy's like, what's wrong? Calm down, what's wrong? And so she slams the note on the desk and I'm fucking dying. I'm in the other half of the hall lobby, like uh. laughing. And I'm like trying to keep it together. I'm like, don't let them see you. Don't, they're going to figure out it's you. So I'm like sitting there cracking up into my hands. And the, the dude at the front desk reads the note and is like, oh, hell no. Picks up the phone and he's like, press a couple buttons. Hey, you need to come down to the lobby right now. And I'm like, oh shit, he's calling like the, the higher ups in the hotel. This is not good. And so I'm sitting there cracking up and I'm just like, oh my God, this is better than I ever could have hoped. And so uh. a minute later, the the like um, janitor comes down, like one of the handy guys from the thing. And the guy from the front desk hands him the note and he reads it pulls the hammer out of his out of his belt loop yeah. and is like let's do this and the three <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> the three of them walk down the hallway like open up the door go down the hallway and I'm sitting there fucking dying laughing and a minute later the dude from the front desk comes down the back out and the the handyman come back out and they are cracking up because they they have the note they have the spider and they are laughing their asses off and they go up to the front desk and the dude at the front desk as soon as he sits down he sees me over on the other side of the lobby losing my shit laughing and he's like this was you wasn't it and I was like yeah it fucking was oh my God. and so I go up to the front desk he's like that's the best thing that's happened all month that was fucking great and then he's like you want the spider he gave me the spider back I was like yes oh <laughs> oh, that is good. Oh, oh man. It was I hope so that lady good. got a bonus. <laughs> I, oh. left her, I left her a $30 tip, so it wasn't like in vain. It wasn't like I was being an asshole. Uh. I mean, I was being an asshole, but I paid her for me being an asshole. So uh. it was great. It was great because I really I cleaned up the ro- the rest of the room really well. I like cleaned everything up, put all the laundry in one thing. You know, I actually made it like a nice room besides the spider, so. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oof. Yeah. That is a great first Tinley story. It was great. It was the perfect end to the weekend because I hadn't been to Tinley before. It was just like absolutely perfect. Uh, oh. <laughs> I yeah, I, I did not have a first Tinley experience like that. Oh, oh no! Boy. I think mine was really hungover. Is was my experience there? Yeah, I think I think mine <laughs> mine about the same. Yeah, mine was. It was fun though. <laughs> yeah, mine was hungover and. Uh, Spent way too much money at the auction. <laughs> See, I, I don't drink, so literally I just, like, had a good time and fucking... Dude, I didn't I didn't know alcohol was going to be served at the auction, and oh. then I learned that it was being served and it was very cheap. <sighs> and I was like, oh, it's going down. Oh, it's going down. So it went down, and uh, that's how I got one of my other carpet pythons. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right? And, like, that's how I got my bearded dragon. That's yeah. how I got my crested gecko. Like, uh, all the random, like, basic animals I got because of auctions. So yeah. uh, here I am. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Good times, though. Good times. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, oh. That's... I love Rob. that story. I'm sorry. Oh, That's... Rob. <laughs> uh, now, now I I'm potentially might have this sneaking suspicion anytime we ever travel together oh. anywhere that some shit's going to go oh, down. Oh, it's going down. And... I feel like you really need to have that now at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do anything to you guys while we were in Florida, so... That's true. Yeah, that's because you were just priming him, thinking, making him think that everything's okay. Uh, so he's comfortable the next time. Oh, yeah, fuck. Exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, no, I just know that Donnie would have freaking lost his shit on us. Donnie and... would have so lost his shit. Oh, my God. You think this is funny? You think this is funny? I'll leave right funny. fucking now. <laughs> oh, that would have been classic. That would have been great. Oh, <laughs> that would have been worth it right there, I think. That's... That's what okay. Look, if we're gonna do something, we need a spy cam because yes. it's gotta be caught on camera. Okay, I'm yes. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. And I need to be in the know. Okay. Fuck you if I'm the one that's getting <laughs> fucked over by it. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Oh my god. That's all I'm saying. Ah. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fucking good, man. Uh. 
I just love practical jokes. I'm sorry. It's too good. No, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Just don't do that fucking to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next next card. What happened fest? to you and Rob? I thought you and Rob were, we're so pals. tight. Dude. He's like, listen, man, he took this fucking spider. He's fucking, he fucking had it for years. He took this fucking spider, threw it in my mom's house. Oh, no. With a I wouldn't note do that, that to said your it mom. was from me. Uh, <laughs> I might do that. Fucked me all up. Dude. Uh, I just, I like Rob. I just can't, I can't, can't travel hang, with man. him. Yeah, I can't travel with him. <laughs> uh, so, you want to you wanna hit the little final question here? For sure. Okay, because we're winding down our time here. Um, so we always ask one final question. If you, you, you listen to the episode, you know. What in the realm of reptiles has got you excited right now? It can be one of your own projects, a project someone else is doing. What's got you excited about reptiles? Um, I, I'm geeking out because Tracy Barker has contacted me because she wanted a picture of my T-negative 007. Damn. So that has got me super excited and super geeked out and I'm um, fangirling like crazy. And I'm just like, okay, she's just the person. She's just the person, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I'm like, I'm super, super excited about that. And, and that opportunity just in general. So that's that has yeah, got that's me awesome. super excited. Do I tell you about the first time I met Tracy Barker and I dunked her at Daytona beach? <laughs> the dunk oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, God. Rob, why do you have all these really amazing stories? Yeah. Like, what the hell, Rob? Do I have the most boring life or what? Like, what the heck? Oh, my God. Dude, April oh. and I are just getting fucking sloshed at the auctions. <laughs> Rob's over here dunking fucking Tracy, Tracy Barker, Barker at Daytona Beach. The Come on. They said uh. they, were, they were like, Tracy's going to be out there from one to three. And I was like, oh, I'm spending 50 bucks on this shit. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, my goodness. And that see, oh. and now you wonder why when you reach out to Tracy of questioning traits about stuff, she's like, uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> she, she remembers that motherfucker. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, April. If people want to find out more about you and what you're doing, where should they look you up? You can find me on Instagram and YouTube under Designer Exotics and DesignerExotics.net. That's where you can find me. Boom. Boom. So we're going to have to have you on again sometime soon. We appreciate you coming on this evening. I hope you have a wonderful night. Absolutely. It was great. I love you guys. (laughs) Take care. Sweet. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye.